If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Lately, we've been splitting up the muscle groups and going over... How from, to train them properly. Yes, the do's, the don'ts, and little tips here and there uh, that we've all picked up over the years of training. Today's focus is on chest. And so something that I, I, I wanted to let you guys know that a lot of people don't realize what our MAPS Black program was designed for. This is MAPS Aesthetic. Yes, mm-hmm. MAPS Aesthetic, MAPS Black... Uh, was specifically designed for something like this. So let's say you have a lagging body part or two, a back, a chest, uh, one of these groups that we're going over, that you would actually take that and you would implement that into this program. We show you how to do that through the program to focus on an area that's underdeveloped and to mm. develop that. So we talk right now, we're talking about a lot of body parts. You know, a pro, if you're somebody who is trying to work on a lagging body part, whether it be your chest, shoulders, like, it doesn't matter. Um, it, that's what MAPS Black, MAPS Aesthetic was designed for, was to help you out with that. So if you're somebody in need like that, right. great it's, program. It's, I mean, you're, you're, it's a full body program. Uh, but it allows you to target those areas. So this is really the map. It doesn't just allow you, it shows you. It shows you how, and Mm. it's, it's the program, it's the MAPS program that's specifically designed for aesthetics for looking symmetrical, balanced, and uh, you know, and that's how you do that is by working on those weak body parts. Working it all the way to presentation form. Exactly. Uh, you can find that at mindpumpmedia.com. Again, that's MAPS aesthetic, mindpumpmedia.com. Adam's getting some GAMs. Some GAMs. What does GAMs stand for? I don't. I feel like it's I'm short not for in. something. What the fuck am I doing? What do you mean you're not in? Oh, your your headphones? <laughs> We're all talking. <laughs> I'm like, why isn't this working? <laughs> why can't I? Why can't I hear you guys very well? You know what? I missed Justin a lot when yeah. we recorded without him. Yeah. That oh, was... I, everybody there, does. There's definitely no. Pr- there's so here's the thing, Justin. I'm gonna uh, tell you right now. I just I know exactly what you contribute. Uh, well, there's specific <laughs> okay. things that you contribute really well. You contribute um, obviously to the chemistry of the show. I mean, it's a it's a it's a mix. You it's know what I'm sexual. saying? But there's definitely no shortage of words when just me and Adam are here. Right. But there's definitely uh, a shortage of uh, that 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 humor that Justin brings. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Somebody needs to put you guys in check. Yeah, and yeah, it's just that's what it is. You know, yeah. it's, it's, don't you agree? Yeah, no, no, no it's, it's just a, a better mix. You guys just go off, 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 and I, I like boom, I throw it at you because just to, just to kind of cut it. You know, well, that's, we, that's, that's my method. It becomes an ego fest between me and Adam. Exactly. And so the conversation turns into who's, right. uh, who's better right. at this. <laughs> <laughs> so we need, we need Justin to check us. Well, when yeah. I listen to other podcasts now, I actually, and I'm paying attention, like when there's only one or two on there, I'm like, man, that's just a lot of radio time to be talking and talking. And I, li- I like to talk, but I feel uh, pressure to talk when it's just you and I. When there's three of us, yeah, I feel like there, there's plenty. I mean, I could shut up for 20 minutes and just the two of you go back and forth or I can just mm-hmm. interject. That's what I love about the th- having three. Well, where- it works perfect because, like, I really don't like to make long-winded conversation. You know, I don't want to sit on here and blather on all day. So, <laughs> this is actually fun for me because I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wait, he's been talking too long. Let me fuck with him." Yeah, you know? yeah. So you feel pressured to talk. Because I often feel pressure to shut up. Well, when it's you and I, when we're three together, I feel the opposite. No, when there's all three of us, I want to make sure that everybody gives their their opportunity to put their two cents in. When it's you and I, I'm like watching you the whole time and waiting for you to stop because I'm like, if he stops, there's nobody else to pick up, you know? So I feel- You'll be waiting a long time. Where if there's, when there's three of of us, I kind of don't really care. I'm not really paying. I'm listening more to the conversation and feel like, oh, I'm going to put something in or not. Dude, I got to tell you guys what happened to me at Gold's yesterday. Probably the 
Oh, it's not. I got clowned on pretty hard, but it was pretty. It was funny at the same time. So, this, was this the metal guy? No, dude. So okay, I'm at the gym, I'm working out. I hardly ever go to Golds because I still work out at the gym that I uh, that I used to own. But I'll be going to Golds a lot more soon. Anyway, so I'm working out, and there's this uh, this guy who's just walking back and forth, and he's definitely you can tell he's not. Uh, what's the? I don't even know what the the politically correct word is. Oh, he's wow. mentally disabled. Okay. Let's oh, just okay. say that. Yeah. But not really like he's he can like do shit. You he's, know what I'm he's saying? Very highly functional. But you can tell he's not like 100 percent right. Right. And he's walking around. He's got a really really big belly. He's got these really short shorts on a white t-shirt that almost covers the shorts, so kind of looks like he's naked. <laughs> and he's wearing three gold medals. <laughs> in the gym yeah like real real gold medals around his chest yeah like there's there's just gold medals around oh his that's neck. awesome you, you can't even chuckle because you feel like an asshole no right? like, like he's obviously a champion so he's, he's the champion <laughs> yeah. yeah so he's walking back and forth and i'm looking at him because I, I notice him because i'm this dude is just walking back and forth with these fucking gold medals on and <laughs> i'm just like noticing him you gotta stop and ask him tell yeah. me you did no no it gets better so he may, I make eye contact with him because I wanted to like I wanted to acknowledge him. Uh, I, th- I think he's cool in the gym. I think it's cool that he's in the gym and that he's fucking wearing gold medals. I want to wear gold medals. So we kind of give each other the head nod, and he's like, "Hey," and whatever. And I'm like, "Okay, here I go. I'm gonna work out now." He, he looked like he was gonna come talk to me, and I was like, "I I made the face like, no, I just want to say hi. Like I'm trying to work out. <laughs> I'm just so checking, say anything. I'm just checking your medals <laughs> no, out. Like, like head nod. That's so it. so later on, he was training with one of the trainers there. So he must have been waiting for his training appointment. That's probably why he's walking around. Who was training? Do you know? That one guy, I don't fucking remember his name. I want to give him credit because he's actually probably one of the better trainers. Jerry. There. Is his name Jerry? Is the one Shaved that, head? Yeah. Yeah. So he's built like he knows how to work out. Yeah, yeah. I can a, always tell. He's, and a, I, he's a CrossFitter guy, but he's he, got great mechanics. He is. He's got great mechanics. One of the better trainers there. So shout out to Jerry if you're, if you're listening. Anyway, yeah, I know so, Jerry. Like Jerry. He's yeah, a great guy. So he's, uh, he's training this, this guy. So, so I'm doing my exercise. I've got my wife beater on and uh the dude stops me the guy with the metal stops me he's like hey so i kind of like take my headphones off i'm like yeah and he goes nice wife beater he goes no dude, this <laughs> gets better than this he gets better than that he goes uh you've got a really nice upper body man i said hey thanks man he goes but your calves look like shit you need to work on your calves <laughs> no way dude yes no way he said yes. that to you yes <laughs> he's like you need to work but he didn't say it like he was talking shit. He was just being like, being honest. Like, he's being objective. Just very blunt. Yeah, he's like, yeah. but you need to work on your calves, man. They look like shit. Yeah. He goes, but you got a nice upper body. And like fist bump me, and I'm like, <laughs> like, I started, I started laughing. Right, I started laughing. I'm like, I'm like, man, I work him out all the time. I don't know what to do. And he like kind of, he's like, oh well, and he kind of walked away. It was, it was hilarious. And he said it loud, so like five people around me. <laughs> and he didn't ask him about his medals. No, dude. I think he didn't have them on at this point, but. I you know it's funny because luckily I'm pretty self like confident I'm like okay with myself you know because yeah, yeah. if this was like 20 years ago I would have started crying. <laughs> but you got a the special guy comes over and makes fun of your calves. Like, You've got a nice <laughs> nice upper body man. He goes, but you got to work your calves. They look like shit. I'm like, oh fuck. Go, Gee, man. thanks, bro. That still stings me. You're gonna make some. It's crap. still it still stings. Someone made a comment to me the other day about their. Uh, they said like, oh yeah, no, they, they were they were actually talking about me. I overheard it from somebody else. No, you were no. Yeah, See, that's yeah. worse. Yes, because people are talking shit. Yeah, they were talking shit about me, and they're just like, what "Oh yeah, saying? yeah." Well, you know, he doesn't train his. He doesn't. If he trained his uh, legs as much as he trained his upper body, he'd look great. And I'm just like, "Oh no, really, really, motherfucker!" Like, you train your legs like eight times a week. Yeah, I know. Somebody who says that, I'm just like, "That's it. I'm gonna go find that motherfucker, and they're working out with me, dude. I'm gonna make you work out with me." God, uh, no, you know, you just yeah. 
It's like fuck yeah. you, man. Dude. Those are just those little ninja seeds. It's like, like making making fun of my calves, like making fun of someone's forearms, dude. Like you fucking dick. Like it's just <laughs> like, you're born with them like that, dude. I swear to God, they're strong. But you know what though? It, what made my day was when we were walking into the bathroom with uh, Juji yesterday, and, oh. and he was wa- he was walking behind me. He said, nice calves. Oh, he's just like he's like, bro, you got great calves, dude. And I'm like. You fucking with me? I turn around. And so I said, "You fucking with me right now?" He's like, "No, that wasn't a cut, dude. I was being serious." I'm like, "Wow, bro, we're best friends." He might have been lying though. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. He knows the way to your pants. Yeah, right. Yeah. You never, you never know. It might not be accurate. No, he doesn't. He hadn't listened to the show yet, or else he would know that. Because I think I've said that on the show, yeah. right? Keenan well, Adams that's the, yeah, he, he told me he liked heavy metal. I don't know. I think he was just trying to, you know. Come on, of course he does. Make out with us. Look at his hair and shit, and he's crazy. Yeah, well, no, I was he, like, yeah, I like and he's you. strong. You know yeah. what? It's true. If you're strong, you probably listen to heavy metal. True. It just is. Yeah. It's science. Yeah. It just is that way. Today the two I was go hand in hand. Today I was working out and I was my, by myself in the in the studio. And I what I do is I always I told you guys this. I turn the lights off, and then I play some really fucking horrible music. I was playing Sepultura loud as fuck. Oh yeah. Old lady came in for a massage. I swear to God, dude, she <laughs> she almost she probably filled her depends when she she opened the door and she's like, ah. I could I imagine being an old lady getting ready to go to a massage at your place and walking in with a dark and listening. <laughs> Dude, did I tell you guys who ate breakfast next door? Yes, you did. Yeah, did uh, you go to that? You Phil did, Heath. You didn't take the Phil picture. Heath and uh, his trainer, um, Honey. Honey Rambad. Honey, honey. Weak, weak sauce, honey. honey r- what? Weak, <laughs> weak sauce, honey. Why you talk to you like I that? I don't know. I shouldn't talk shit. That's not right. <laughs> no, that's not no, right. No. I mean, I just, but but uh, Phil, Phil. I just, you know why? Because I've trained some of his clients after he's fucked up their metabolism. That's why. So oh, I, that I have a little chip uh, on my shoulder about stuff like that. Yeah. Is he chubby? Yeah. He looks a little chubby. Yeah, he, he is, is, isn't he? Yeah, he's a little. I, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. He's in yeah. co- he's like, so I'm gonna keep now. my mouth shut. Nothing, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like fishing it out, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's yeah, whatever. Yeah. So Phil Heath, Jesus Christ, you know, I always forget because I, I don't see pro bodybuilders in person too often. You just don't. They're not very common unless you go to one of these uh, conventions or whatever. But Heath was wearing a tank top, and it's just. Fuck! It's like a mutant. It's like a mutant walking around outside, and yeah. it's funny this the looks that they get from everybody. Oh yeah. So the owner of the restaurant because uh, they're on another level of it's just I mean a mutant is the it's the correct term. Like yeah. I draw looks sometimes, and I if I when I walk I don't look like I'm not human. He looks like you put the head you took the head of a human and put it on a mutant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Even action, his forearms, f- action figure, bro. His forearms are like it, it looks silly. Like you see his wrist, and then you see like these. It's like he has biceps on both sides of his forearms. Very strange. <laughs> but anyway, the owner, I know the owner pretty well, so he comes inside and he goes, hey, did you see that dude? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you just ate here. I'm like, I know. And he goes, and I'm like, what did he order to eat? And he's like, he got, I think it was a 10 egg white omelet with chicken and shrimp. And then he got like oatmeal. and pe- He ordered this like massive ass meal. Crazy. Lumberjack slam. Imagine what, I know what I have to eat. You must I- take a, ma- I mean, this, those are big shits. That you take well, he's he's got to be consuming eight to ten thousand calories pretty regular. I would eight, I, eight to ten thousand would be. My I guess. will say this right now, maybe more. We heard that's all they do is they shit and sleep and then eat and lift and then lift. Yeah, and, and take their and, and take, shit again and take their roids. Yeah, here's the here's the thing that trips me out. Uh, that you mean we vitamins. that we never talk about. So we talk about how genes play a tremendous role in how much muscle you build, and how these pro bodybuilders are. There's such a small percentage of the world that can even that, that have those kind of muscle building genes. Take all the steroids away, and these guys are still 
he would still look like a mutant. That's what people don't understand is that you could take all the steroids in the world and you'll never look like him. No, no, no. Like he is literally like. No, he would still dwarf me in terms of muscle size yeah. by by far. Yeah, have but, you ever seen? Have you ever seen actually when he used to play basketball as a kid in high school? Yeah, and he didn't even lift weights. He looked ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's he got, looked like I would like to. He look. had like yeah, exactly. He had like 15, 20 pounds on what I am right yeah. now. Yeah, looked great. So in high so, school playing basketball. So here's something we never touch on. You got muscle building genes. You've also got genes that can handle the high doses of drugs that they take because not everybody can do that. Some people have fucks up their, a lot of people don't fucks up their bodies. And I'm sure his body will be messed up later on too, but right now he's fine. But here's the other genes that I even think about. You have to have really good digestive, brother. Exactly. The digestive that because be able to digest I don't care. Kind of- I don't care what you give me. I couldn't eat that much. Yeah, it would no. destroy me. I don't think I'd be able to utilize. And it. And I, I have gone through this. So I've tried to push beyond two forty, and it, and this is what normally pushes back. It's the just cannot eat anymore. Like really? physically, my body just starts rejecting the food and being like, it's I'm miserable. Dude, yeah. what's so weird? And like even now, as a you know, I've gotten older. I I seriously cannot eat as much as I used to be able to eat. Like I can't even keep it down. Like I have. This this reaction where I know when I've eaten too much where it starts coming up my throat and oh. it's like oh god dude, I get like dude I get like acid reflux or something crazy happens or you know there's like this whole bomb goes off it's from all them goddamn pizzas <laughs> hey bro that's why well maybe like, maybe it's what you <laughs> ate no 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 it's, it doesn't matter what the it's like, I don't understand I had like four of those yeah. ballpark dogs and I had this fucking throw up taste yeah. in my mouth I, I like to dip why. my hot dogs in hot sauce you know so uh, <laughs> the, nacho cheese the digestive system <laughs> is one of the first things to go as you age for sure. Oh, is yeah. that true? It is because uh, you. I know lots of people in their 30s that have digestive issues now, but I mean, you talk to people in their early 20s or teens and shit, when I was a kid, I mean, I wasn't like cast iron stomach, but pff, come on, bro. I used to be able to drink milk and eat fucking whatever. Oh, eat anything. Never bothered me at all. I find it fascinating too how our, our taste buds and things all change yeah. with that. You brought it up one time. I didn't know this. Um, I think you said like our, um, our, our the sensitivity to like, so like for example, like peppers, like I, my dad used to like pour peppers on his pizza when I was a kid. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you would do that. It just it ruins the pizza. It's so hot in your mouth. Well, now yeah. that's how I eat my pizza. I'm on the spicy shit now. Yeah, I love that now. And I couldn't, I couldn't handle it as a kid. One bite of those red peppers on my, on my pizza and my mouth would be on fire. It would ruin the rest of my pizza. Well, it could very well be that kids have a hypersensitive, uh, are very sensitive to certain tastes and they reject it because, for example, bitter. Bitter is a taste that is uh, correlated or, or, or connected to alkaloids found in plants that many times or sometimes may be poisonous. So that's why bitter doesn't taste good to us. But as you get older, I think your taste buds start to hone a little bit and then they can kind of decipher. Whereas when you're a child, uh, it's probably better safe than sorry. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's better to just fucking not like anything that's bitter. And now I don't like things like I used to like, you know, when you're a kid, you liked, you know, mint chip and bubblegum ice cream and all the weird crazy sherbet and all these crazy flavors now i like and katrina was teasing me the other day i got frozen yogurt uh-huh. and i was <clears throat> pistachio and coconut she's like you like all the old people flavors <laughs> like, <laughs> pistachio. Fucking, fucking ned flanders yeah pistachio that's and such I, a weird flavor i did not like those as a kid and i would and yeah. i used to think that was disgusting who would want pistachio and their ice cream like pistachio just, but it's <laughs> i love it now it's so weird it's uh it's there's this one what's the one this is italian ice cream and it's got like fucking a bunch of shit in it. I can't remember the name of it, so I don't even know why I said that. Like anyway, a, a mixture of all kinds all of right, things. All right, we'll just guess. Spumoni. Spumoni. How did you know that, Doug? I know everything. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> if <laughs> I had to take one of you on Jeopardy, I might take Doug. Yeah. Doug on Jeopardy? Yeah, I wouldn't. I My would. shit's random, dude. It's not. So in conversation, I sound like I remember a lot of shit, but if you directly ask me specific things. Just boom. I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll, I have no <laughs> idea. It just doesn't work that <laughs> way. What yeah. is 
Fuck. It just it, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you guys have a good weekend this weekend. Would you? Would you guys do? Mm. I went and saw um, the new Star Trek. I did too. Is it? Are they good? It was good. Eh. It wasn't as good as the first eh, one. Yeah. I like the, the second one actually best. Oh really? Into the darkness. Yeah, I I like the first one the best. I thought the mm. to, their storyline, building the storyline of. See, I thought the storyline, the second one, because it, it played off of their characters way more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably my least favorite of them. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it entertained me. It was cool. It was um, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm into it. I'm into the Star Trek, so I like them. Cool effects, but uh, I felt like it was slow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a little slow for me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. The premise. I mean, they're out in space for like years or whatever. So it's like, you know. They, and did you notice that like they all looked like shitty? Like <laughs> everybody, like you know, like they're all good looking people. Yeah. You know? And like this whole movie, like they did not, you know, play into that. They made they, them look shitty. They made them look like shit. Like they're all wore down. Yeah, all wore know. down, and like you know, their hair is all fucked up, and yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa. <laughs> Yeah. You know, she looks a lot better than normally. I don't like this one. You guys look like shit. Yeah. Do you do you watch yeah. any of those? Make I know on. you don't watch. Did you finally get a chance, or have we all caught up and watched the um, Netflix? Anthony Robbins? Yeah. The- I watched the first 40 minutes, and that's it. I haven't watched more because um, I had my kids all weekend, so I'm going to I'm gonna look at I'm going to probably watch it tonight or tomorrow. Did you watch the intervention? Did you get to see the intervention on the- With the girl? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> You know, here's the did thing. You cry, did you cry or no? Huh? Did you cry? Nah, I don't fucking cry. Wow, you're soft. Uh, yeah, that's for, for babies. You know what? No, you are. Kidding. You're soulless. Yeah, actually, you I am actually a pretty easy crier, to be honest with you. Pretty yeah, we cry. know that. I am a that's pretty why, easy crier. That's probably why you don't cry. I yeah. cry. <laughs> I, I cry. <laughs> It'll all come out so, on something yeah. like really small. You know, I like, cried tears of joy very easily yeah. with my children. I remember my son was three or four, played soccer for the first time. And he's like running around and shit. And I had my sunglasses on. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to cry in front of all these people. He's playing soccer. Oh, no, no. I, here's the thing with Tony Robbins. Like, uh, he, it's not what he says. It isn't what he says. He doesn't say anything that, you're gonna, that you've never heard before. It's how he says it. He is a master of the 70% of communication that we all forget about, which is the nonverbal you know, inflections and intensity and that's conviction I, and that's sound. The, that's with the part, that part where he's talking to her. Or she's sharing the story, and it zooms into his face. Like I start crying just looking at his eyes. You know, you can see it, and you can see like his how much he cares, and like him listening to her. Like that's exactly what you're talking about, and that's exactly what he is so great. Is like he's like so in. You can see he's like yeah. looking into her soul. No, nobody else is in there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's in like the, the room. two of them. He the... is genuinely like all about what she, and you can just see it in his eyes. And it's like that, that has to be part of the talent. It's the talent is for him to really hone in. Uh, you know, on that one person in that moment, he, you know, he I was probably he, w- he was probably a guy. There's a few things here. When you look at really effective motivational speakers, here's what you see: they've always got a very interesting story. Every single one of them, some kind of challenge that m- most times when you have horrible challenges, you're raised by you know horrible parents or you've had a horrible you know uh, accident or whatever. It'll break people, but sometimes. The, the person it actually turns him into something amazing and they've all got that story and he's got that story he's probably gifted he's always probably been an absolutely gifted communicator but then he's honed that skill because he's done this now for 30 years 100 percent. you yeah. can 100 percent tell that because even the way like which i really enjoy this is the stuff i enjoy is uh you know listening to him getting ready for it and like the way he all the team of people he has working from and he and he's just he's asking these questions tell me how many do I have, how many red flags do I have who do I have this what's going on here what are we dealing with this this day I want to make sure and he's like so there's a lot of preparation that goes into that like he knows he knows what he's doing you know and he's definitely you know mastered that skill but it's cool because it's still so genuine you know there's a difference between people that like 
master things because they've seen somebody else do it and they want to emulate it and then they want to say okay i want to try and it's like it's not like we've already seen this happen with what we're doing right we've seen a lot of people like we and we knew this would happen we knew that once we kind of started this and it started to grow like it has that others would start to kind of fall on and i've we've seen other podcasts trying to emulate we've seen other you know people on social media starting to emulate and kind of get the same message which we were very we're all for i mean because it's about the message it's not about yeah. us um, but they're trying to use th- the same formula, right? Mm-hmm. Pick three guys that are like this and do that and try and talk about the same thing or create the same type yeah. of, and you just can't because it, it's genuine. It's real. What we do, everything's real about it. Um, we can't do it. Yeah. You just can't, you can't, you can't, can't. you gotta be you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. be your own flavor. You no, know what I'm saying? Sure. And, and, and he's, and we're Spumoni. He's his, is that what it's Spumoni? Yes. Spumoni. Doesn't it sound like a, like a slang term for jizz? You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's what you just referred us to. Got some spumoni on your shirt. I say. Hey, let's let's. Um, so no, I was going to uh, so I was going to say something about Tony Robbins. Does he have? Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Acromal acro the 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 condition where they have where too much hella big. Yeah. Too much growth hormone in the pituitary. Pituitary. Did he have yeah. to have it removed? I don't think so. Really? Because he's a giant. Yeah. And he sounds like a giant. When he puts his hands on yeah. their head, yeah, he can wrap his hands all the way around and touch it his fingers. reminds me of uh, Lenny. Was that his name? Lenny from um, Of Mice and Men. Dude. <laughs> he's a big dude. It looks like... Doug's met him. Him grabbing someone's head, it looks like me wrapping my hands around a softball. Yeah. If I grab my hands around a softball, it's what he looks like when he grabs Doug, someone's Doug's head. actually met him. Yes. Haven't you, Doug? Yeah, Doug and I talked all about his yeah, experience. Yeah. Uh, I want to help tall he is. I'm looking Do you hug you, Doug? Oh, Acromegali. Acromegali. Um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Him. Did you like look up to see if he even has it? Or are we just like putting shit out there? We don't even know. I'm, I can tell you right <laughs> now he's got it. I bet you because. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, see, he did. I told you. Because it's there's there's specific. It's like there's specific traits you can see in someone. Uh, you can see it. It's the rib cage. His chest cavity yeah. is just like it's. The rib cage, their, their, their features are very big on their face. Their teeth are typically kind of spaced out. Mm. They have really, really low voices. And they just look different than a big dude would look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I think uh, I think he has it. I'm gonna look it up and see if he does. Yeah, I think he did. Mm, yeah, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean he did? Like you get that and then you can get rid of it by pulling the gland out? Is that what you said? Yeah, I think they. I think what they do is uh, it, it's typically caused by a tumor, like a benign tumor on the pituitary gland, and the pituitary gland then just gives you shit tons of growth hormone. Um, and so it, because you do this you're, as a child because imagine if he chose to go the bodybuilding world instead of the, <laughs> well no here's, here's the thing when you get that if you get a lot of growth hormone now as an adult um, then it, you know it can contribute to muscle gain fat loss all that stuff mm-hmm. if you take it as a child or, or excuse me if you have it as a kid especially when you're going through adolescence it's like organ development it's just making that. yeah it's just gonna make your bones big it's gonna make everything big plus think of the amount of time that he's been on them like you look at bodybuilders who've been on growth hormone for a long time and you can start to see it in them too yeah and their joint you hear face. it in their voice too yeah they yeah. just don't look <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> sound, like, sound like Chewbacca well okay so uh, I've been getting a lot of great feedback um, probably the most feedback I've gotten in a while on episodes with the body parts, yeah, people which, like that. Uh, yeah, you know that was. I think that was mm. Sal, whose whose idea was. It. I think that was pretty pretty clever. So when are we on the crotch? But I, you know, and you made a point. We talked about this off air about how you know it seems so simple and basic, but it's really getting into the the, the nuts and bolts of all this, right? Well, so. I think we forget. Here's the thing. What here's what happens when you've been in the industry for as long as we have, and you're, you're you've been personal trainers for as long. Is you well no you start to you you know we want to talk about things that are interesting to us right now like working out body parts is not interesting anymore because 
we've been doing this for so long. We've explained this to so many clients. We know it, and mm-hmm. it's cool and stuff, but we end up talking about you know, new things because that's what we're excited about. But right. we forget that there's a lot of listeners, most of our listeners, who learn from you know our back training episode where we told them to you know focus on retraction depression of the scapula or the the butt episode about you know how sleep, your glutes can you know not be activating properly and how to fix that so um we got a lot of feedback those episodes have had lots of downloads and so i think we should just keep going man we should just cover the whole body so what do you guys want do you guys want to talk about legs face chest? face no face chest legs what well, we well we haven't covered either one of those so we can pick one of those legs is a big one yeah. let's do chest first do you want to do chest first yeah let's do chest first. let's do uh, rock paper scissors okay see. all right ready wait, wait, wait. you're gonna you're going for legs i'm going for chest yeah so i'm not involved in this <laughs> no uh, <laughs> like yeah, we just did work. that well because yeah. you want chest too yeah. <laughs> so he's got to represent both you guys oh okay right, fine Eight, okay two, adam do this all right are you ready okay ready one, two, three. Two, three. Oh, oh yeah. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? All right, all right. Shut the fuck <laughs> I didn't doubt you, brother. This is, you know, it's funny. That's rock a, beats scissors. If there's ever anything that like uh, Katrina and I are like, you know, go. Oh, I forgot to lock the front door. Yeah, we play rock paper scissors. It's so funny. I was the same with my brother in, in flipping a coin. Yeah. And like, I won every fucking time. <laughs> and he got so mad. So She's like, really good. I fucking dude. I, that's why I knew I could get like, Sal. No, I like, can't do that. Yeah. I've been I've been playing Katrina at You're, this for like six like it's years. 50 You're really good at a, at a game of chance. Every single time. He's the guy that rolls the dice and he's like oh yeah. there's the odds of another number hitting now are much higher because of so anyway uh <laughs> let's talk about chest chest it is sir yeah chest testicles the do's the don'ts and the what ifs yes mm. uh well here's the thing with chest i think we should talk about just because it's one of the the it's considered one of the king of all exercises it's one of those top movements is the bench press and the bench press works the chest right yeah i've heard it be called the squat for the upper body i i kind of yeah, disagree i don't know why I say that. i've heard people say that before how could you say that when you're, you're lying only, down on a bench yeah, it's only yeah. half your body well, yeah for the and, upper body well and you're lying down yeah. too yeah, it's, you're lying it's down. not it's even close, close. i do whoever I do, said that we're gonna come out and yeah. say that's wrong i do yeah. think that uh, <laughs> as a, i would argue overhead press absolutely thank you yeah. overhead press standing overhead press for sure that would be over i agree yes but you know bench press one of the most popular exercises in gyms it's been associated with measuring your strength and chest has to be one of the top three most popular things for people to work out or for guys to work out in the gym. it's also up there with one of the ones that are more challenging for people to do correctly correct um you know i see uh, a lot of people um pressing a lot with their shoulders and their tricep and not really learning how to engage their chest it's probably one of the more difficult and it's really difficult to take somebody who let's say you're 30 plus years old and you've never really trained consistently. You've never really bench pressed, and you're just now starting, because yeah. that person has probably got some serious rounded shoulders, and you're going to work on some you know postural deviations mm-hmm. before you can really get them to activate the chest correctly. Well, if you want to look at um, <clears throat> the masters of bench press and their, their form, the people I'm about to talk about, their form is very extreme because it's a sport. But if you want to look at the masters of maximizing. Uh, you know, force in the bench press and maximizing total recruitment. You look at powerlifters, and there's a lot to be learned from watching powerlifters bench press. Now, I'm not yeah. saying you should completely. You don't emulate. always want to emulate it, yeah. Yeah, but you want to learn from them because powerlifters, uh, their goal is to lift as much as possible and do it all the time and not hurt themselves, and so they're able to master leverage but in a safe uh, right in a safe manner and you want to kind of take apart like what it is that they're doing specifically like how are they gaining 
uh, more support in this positioning of their body where they're like, you know, retracting their shoulders so far back and, and elevating, you know, and getting that arch in their back, what, what they're actually doing with this, you know, it's all right. promoting this re- very specific uh, type of help that they're, they're, you know, allowing. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up first because, you know, and I always like to admit things that we did wrong as trainers uh, for many years. For many years, I would actually tell my clients not to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're not a power lifter. No. And I would say Put that. Put your like, feet up on the bench or yes. something stupid like that. So you yes. Or elevate, or elevate your legs. God, everything was about neutral spine. What is that? Yes. Come on. Yes. Yeah. So... Um, I, I'm glad you went that route with discussing power lifters first because that is the extreme of what most people think like, well, I don't want to, I'm not a power lifter, so I shouldn't lift that way. Well, absolutely wrong. Like, you know, that that's exactly how I teach people how to lift at first because it is, it's very difficult to lay flat on a bench, press a bar off your chest without letting your shoulders protract. That's fucking challenging. And when you say protract, what you mean is round forward. Yes, roll forward. Right. So, right. Yeah. and because it's, it, it, if you People just... People do that at the end of the bench press all the time. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It is, and it, and it the only way I can, and this is also why too, I lean towards an incline versus a flat bench. Hmm. Because at the incline angle, it helps retract and depress the shoulders. Correct. It's a lot easier to keep those people in it's that a more manageable angle. Very much so. It's a lot easier to keep them in that in the position that I need them in to in order to really be able to fill and work the chest. I wait to go now, which is totally different than how I used to teach. I mean, I used to teach a flat bench and just like Justin would say, put their feet up on the bench like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, you want to challenge your core a little bit, put your legs up and do shit like that. Like that's awful. That's mm-hmm. not a good idea. That's not how you should learn how to bench. Yeah, so when you're when you're bench pressing, you know, one of the fundamental exercises for the upper body and, and it considered a chest exercise although the shoulders and triceps are quite involved you're you're on your back you want your feet on the floor so justin alluded to this earlier like you know we even taught some people taking their their feet off the floor in the past no no never do that always put your feet on the floor mm-hmm. and ground yourself into the floor you want ground forces you want ground forces you want your butt needs to be on the bench don't take your butt off the bench but there should be a arch in your back a natural arch and as a matter of fact if you lay on a bench and relax you're going to have space underneath your lower back it should not be yeah. flat um and then this the the last thing is you know when you unrack the bar take your shoulder blades pinch them back and down just like we teach you with the with the end of a of a, of a back exercise mm-hmm. in fact to really get a good activation of the pecs you need to be able to activate your mid back pretty well mm-hmm. and that's something to think about because a lot of if you have mid back issues uh then you you're probably going to end be up limited you're limited, and you're not going to get good chest activation, and you will probably hurt your shoulder. I'll give you a time. I'll give you a gym right here. So somebody before, like before they go do a bench press, flat or incline, either one. Although I encourage incline first, is grab some bands, or if you don't have bands, you can use a seated row machine, and real light, three sets, 15, 20 reps. Retract, squeeze, depress shoulders. Retract, squeeze, depress shoulders. Do three sets of that 15, 20 reps, then go start your bench press. You feel much better. A huge difference. Much better. Huge difference because you've you've made that connection. You've made that connection of retracting, depressing down. You've just did three, you did three sets of that exercise, then go do it. And I even I encourage this for someone who's even advanced. This is how I start. But so I normally carry my bands with me. So I'll I'll do like my um, shoulder dislocates. I'll do my band pull aparts, which also kind of activates it in that that manner. And then I'll do some 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 band rows real quick. 
and then I'll get under and bench press, and it's like I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. Ready to go. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to fire, and I'm in that right position. I, so I do that still, even as mm -hmm. advanced and as long as I've been doing that. So I'm telling everybody to try that if you've never tried that before. You know, band band pull aparts, shoulder dislocates, mm -hmm. do some rows with a band or and or Maybe seated row pulls. All yeah. Those. yeah, yeah. And this now this this could easily turn into let's just talk about bench press uh, because the bench press is actually quite complex. Oh uh, yeah. I think a lot of people you know, think of the squat as being very complex. They think of the deadlift as being complex, um, but all of these compound movements, overhead press, a row, a bench press. They're pretty complex, and the bench press is actually one of the more complex exercises because, believe it or not, there's a lot of uh, parts that you need to be that you need to have right. It is not simply laying on your back and well, pressing the bar. Up. First of all, it starts with where you grip the bar. Right. 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 Like, I mean, there's a, there's multiple ways you can grip the bar, and you know each serve a different purpose if if you're doing it with with purpose. You know, if you're grabbing with a narrow grip, if you're grabbing with like a medium grip, or, you know, nice and wide grip. You know, and, and some people even do it supinated. So yeah, right, yeah. right. So so most people will do well with what they consider a medium grip. But you got to test it out for yourself. I know guys like Adam's got long arms. He typically grabs really wide. I'm probably right inside of a narrow grip because I found that to be. Uh, I'm actually pretty. I'm pretty narrow for how wide I am. Maybe maybe compared to mine. That's probably what I'm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Of course. I probably grab yeah. the ball. I mean, where do you grab on the lines? Oh, I'm 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 I go off the inside lines, not the outside. That's lines. That's what I'm saying. The inside lines. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. so I go thumb distance away. Yeah. So my my pinkies are on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, my not, pinkies are on it too. Yeah. So I'm uh, not that wide. No, 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 no. Oh, you're talking about this out? No, I'm I'm further in from that. I'm probably this far from those. From those outside lines. So. Okay. Yeah. So the outside lines, my pinkies are just yeah. hitting them. So I'm probably mm -hmm. got about three inches wider. Than so you got your grip, feet on the floor. Here's why you want your feet on the floor. This is something I learned about six years ago <clears throat> when I was bench pressing. Is I always heard powerlifters talk about leg drive, leg drive, leg drive when you bench press. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How are you driving with your legs? First of all, your butt has to stay on the bench. Mm -hmm. Your legs aren't involved in the bench press. This has to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I would always think that until I started understanding how the central nervous system fires. Yes. And what they mean by leg drive is what they're doing is they're literally grounding their legs hard into the floor and tensing their lower body. Mm -hmm. And what that does in turn is it tells the central nervous system to fire harder. This is no different than when I tell people to deadlift. To grip the bar. To squeeze the shit out yep. of the bar. Yeah. Same thing. And so it's the same thing. So yes, you want to ground in the floor. You want to drive into the floor. You want to push, pull the shoulders down and back. You want a slight tuck in your elbows. You want to activate the lats as you're coming down. Not pulling, the not pulling with the lats, but you want to feel them being tense. Come down with a full range of motion. Touch your chest and press it all the way up, and there's your and there's your bench press. But here's there's some there's more that goes to chest besides the presses, and that has to do with the flies. And I think flies people fuck up a lot, bro. I don't know if I'm ready to move on from the chest or the bench press. Yet. I know yeah. you got more. Well, just because you just made a comment about you just said it all naturally and shit about well first well, I'm the next progression is to like you know bringing the bar down to full range of motion right we yes really that, that's that. where I was, I was going to get to that was like you skimmed over that we've also said compound a million times on the show and we don't always break that down to people okay. we think that's just common knowledge but a compound movement means there's multiple joints that are involved yeah most like a bicep curl or tricep push down single single joint so when there's only one joint that's having to move there's not a lot of moving parts and a lot of risk as soon as you have multiple joints that are involved the squat the deadlift the bench press overhead press you know there's multiple joints that are having to move together that's that's where this gets really complex yeah, I was thinking um, one one tip that I I would throw out there that I've been experimenting with, just with all this like isometric tension and uh, trying to create more tension, a louder signal. Um, I've been experimenting with the bar pulling outwardly, 
So pulling outwardly to create more tension in the eccentric part of the lift and then compressing inwardly on the way up. Oh, so on the That's way down, on the way yeah. down, pull you, apart, you pull, pull apart. apart. When you get down in the, in the isometric, you yeah. come in and you hold. And you're pressing inwardly as you're pressing it up. Well, I could definitely see how the inward tension would probably get more pec involvement. Yeah. The outward pull is interesting to me. Yeah, because I would get feels- back. Right, it, it it's would. stabilizing. It sounds very stabilizing, actually. But, but I'm trying to create more tension to to uh, uh, support that, you know, so that so, you know, in the eccentric lift, I'm still no, that makes a lot of supported, sense. but now I'm exploding. Well, so then when you when you think of that and what you're playing with there, what's your thought? Have you seen those new bars that are out? Haven't you the sliding grips? Yes. Uh-uh. So you haven't seen those. That's the new thing right now. They have these bars now that have these sliding grips. No, I don't like that. I want it fixed. Yeah. You, know? you want the, you want to push against tension. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. With all those moving parts, I think it, it would be probably cool to add to your repertoire, but I don't see that ever being a bench press. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But what Justin's saying uh, makes perfect sense because if you think about overhead pressing, um, like when people go with a snatch or whatever, they're creating outward tension on the bar yeah. at the top of the bar. That's how they're able to to swing that bar exactly. up and be so stable yeah. is they're literally creating outward tension. And if you ever do like when you do your shoulder dislocates, you ever experiment, Adam, with uh, pushing apart on the bar and then doing shoulder dislocates? Well, that's why I do bands. I do shoulder dislocates oh, with bands. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I have to. I have to. So well, I just feel more connected because otherwise, I'm just I'm allowing that load to really dictate. You know, like I'm I'm trying to succumb to the load. Like I'm trying to overcome that by, you know, retracting my shoulders and decelerate the force. Why not be a little bit more involved with that by That's you know creating point. more tension? That's a very good point. All right. Well, anything else on the bench press? Well, yeah. Then you, we started. I Full touched range the, of Yeah, getting down to your chest. Like, so the reason why? Well, because we, we were taught only go down 90, to 90, degrees. 90 degrees and and the reason for that is is because a lot of people going back to what i said at the very beginning about 30 years old or older and you never worked out before more than likely you're suffering from you know uh, either mild or serious upper cross syndrome where the shoulders are protracted and rounded forward so if, if that's that person and they get under there and they try and go all the way down to their chest that's where injuries can happen so you know we always 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 say you know light lightweight you know, full range of motion, work on that first before you even try and add a bunch of weight. So, well, here's the thing when you're looking at the shoulder <laughs> joint, um, when you look at the humerus, right, that's the top, the top part of the bone of the arm, and you look at the top of the humerus and that joint that fits in the shoulder, okay, socket. When the shoulder blade is shrugged, so when it's up and when it's rolled forward, that you have severely limited the movement of the humerus. It doesn't, it can't go up as high, it can't go back as far. And you can test this out yourself at home if you're listening right now. Shrug your shoulders and round them forward, and then, and then keep them keep them that way, and see how high you can raise your arm above above your head. You end up looking like you're saluting Hitler. Like you can't come up any further than that because the scapula has to move to allow more range of motion. So, if you pull the shoulder blades down and back, that position opens up the shoulder joint, allows the humerus to move in all kinds of different directions: forward, back, you know, rotate, whatever. It's just better. And more open in that position. Now, that doesn't mean you should always walk around with this weird pinch shoulder blade position because there is lots of there is reasons why the shoulder blade needs to roll forward. But when you're doing a bench press, if the shoulder blade is rolled forward, you have severely limited the movement of the humerus. And if you force it or push it, what'll end up happening is your stabilizer muscles, your internal and external stabilizers, do a lot of fucking work to try to keep that humerus from doing bad things, okay? From grinding into the joint or pulling out of the joint or moving a certain way. So now you've got these small muscles really trying to stabilize this shit out of your humerus because your scapula is rolled forward. You don't have as much range of motion. You're putting weight on it. 
And this is where people hurt their shoulders bench pressing. This is why a lot of people over the years bench press and end up getting shoulder impingement or mm-hmm. they'll get uh, a, a chromoclavicular joint issues. That's the AC joint. Um, or they'll get bicep tendon inflammation. And it all goes back to that forward shoulder that Adam's talking about. So in order to get a full range of motion and to utilize a full range of motion, you want to have shoulders pinned down and back when you're bench pressing. And what ends up happening is you get a greater range of motion through the chest. And as we've discussed a million times in this podcast, a fuller range of motion in a muscle under control, of course, uh, with good with good you know biomechanics and good you know recruitment patterns, will result in more muscle being built. Will result in strength that transfers along a, a longer you know range of motion, a longer yeah. strength band, more functional strength, more functional, better perform, basically better, a hundred percent all the way around. You want to be able to work in a full range of motion, so your goal should always be to figure out how to do that in a way that's safe and, and strengthening. And with the bench press, that's that's one of the main things. Keep those shoulders down and back. Then it's easy to bring the bar all the way down to your chest and press it up. And now you're getting you know more activation across. The, the things chest. that we talked about, the whole the shoulder dislocates, the seat, that all help with that for sure. So it does making sure that you do that. Like I said, I recommend it to even the advanced people, but most certainly if yeah. you're and that's why I said like to have to be, have good a well developed chest or to really maximize. Your chest development, you need to have good mid-back strength. This also goes to like the importance of why you need to prime your workouts too, why you need to focus on, you know, hey, I have bench press going in today and, you know, I know that I already have this issue. So setting yourself up for success by doing proper exercises, movements before you head into it. Absolutely. And and think about how much more effective because now that, okay, so here's the thing too. Think about this. What Adam's talking about, about doing things to prime his body for the bench press some of you may be thinking, oh, you know, it's going to prevent injury or it'll make him feel better. That's the least that it's going to, ha- yeah. what's going to do. What's going to happen is he's going to build more muscle from his bench yeah. press. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, I do this because it makes my shoulders feel better. I don't care how great your shoulders feel. If you, uh, if you prime things properly, you're going to get more out of the exercise. And yeah. I've, I've had clients who were advanced that that's all I did. That's Louder all I did. Signals, them that. stronger response. That's I mean, it. And more muscle, goes. more yeah. muscle. You were getting ready to move over to, uh, flies. Yes. The fly, which technically is, uh, the best way to actually isolate the chest, yes. right? I mean, no exercise, mm-hmm. uh, can isolate the chest better than a, you know, fly some you sort think of, of that fly. as a stretch. You know, it's really like opening you up there. You know, right. You're going to get a really good full range. Of, you want a really good full range of motion with flies. Your yeah. goal with flies should not be to add weight all the time. Whereas with the bench press, if you have good form, you want to get. You should just get stronger. Dude, this is not a short range movement. No, like, it pisses me off when I see people do that. Yeah, go no I, end. I I would say go light. Bend your elbows a little bit. You don't want straight elbows because that that puts your elbow joint at risk. You want a bent elbow, and you want to you want to think you're a bird, man. Yeah, you know what I mean, slight bend in the elbow, got, and you, you retract your shoulder blades. I and, got another gym for you. God, it's probably good that we did these. Now, the more I think about all these little small tips of training that I've done over years, so here's here's a gym for this one. So get a foam roll, lie a foam roll straight down, and you're gonna lie on the foam roll where it's lined up with your spine, right. all the way from your tailbone to the back of your the back of your head. Okay. So your head is supported on it all the way down to your tailbone. You're lying on it, lying on the foam roll, 
and then do a fly lying on that foam roll. It will naturally, because the foam roll is down, the tube is down your spine like that, it'll open up that scapula as you come down. Yeah. It'll put you in the most beautiful. Uses gravitational forces, everything yes. works perfectly. It'll what, take- I'll start, what I'll do is I'll start clients on, on the foam roll, like you're saying, Adam, and I'll have them bring their arms a little closer to the sides with their palms supinated, mm-hmm. focus on bringing their shoulder blades down while they're in that position, and then I let them open up. And as they open up their arms, I have them uh, pronate their hands a little bit so now the thumbs are pointing up. No, I'm this really fancy. wide, Yeah, this really wide range of motion. Which, fancy on me, which just reminded me of a little trick with, uh, with flies, in particular, incline flies. So here's the thing. The internal rotation versus the external, like, Here, most, like well, most meathead bodybuilders I'm a, do. I'm, well, I know you're going there, aren't you? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> so here's the thing. like Any chance to jab? Get them. Well, well there's, there's a jab, and, and not only is there a jab, but there's some merit to what they're doing. They're just doing it completely backwards, and I'll explain. Yeah, no, I know They're what doing it totally backwards. Yeah. So, so first off, when it comes to chest training, um, I know so many of the intricate details because my chest is one of my worst responding body parts. It just doesn't respond like the rest of me. Whatever chest I have, believe me, I have built from absolute scratch and it's been a struggle. And that's probably the one body part I've never, ever missed or skimped on when it comes to training. So I've picked up a lot of these these little tips and stuff. And I remember one thing that bodybuilders used to tell that teach people with flies was to bring the pinkies together at the top of the fly, right? Where you supinate the hands. Now, and, and they'd say, if, if you do that, it you get a better squeeze in their chest. Mm-hmm. Now, if you examine the anatomy of the pecs and you look at the fiber, the muscle fibers and where they attach on the humerus, you're actually doing the opposite of what you should be doing. <laughs> the reason why bodybuilders are feeling that squeeze is because they're squeeze just... Squeeze their chest together. Yeah, they're just, their, their biceps are squeezing their yeah, tits just, together. Yeah, they're just squeezing their tits <laughs> together. Um, the reality Ooh, is, nipples. on an inclined fly, you shouldn't bring the pinkies together. You should come out wide and then come together, bring the thumbs together. Especially at an incline, because the the upper the uppermost fibers of the pec so internally rotates. They the- yeah they in, they, <laughs> they they pronate the the humerus or they rotate it uh, internally, not externally. And so if you want to really hit those upper muscle fibers, and it's very small, this is a very very small tip. Then you want to slightly uh, pronate your hands and squeeze there, and you'll hit more of the upper chest. You know, the body. easiest way to tell them is just if you've seen bodybuilders do this, where they rotate their wrist, do it the opposite of what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't the, think I, don't do it for cleavage. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever been in the gym. If I did, I probably would walk up and talk to him like, "Hey, motherfucker, you know what you're doing." I saw like, one. Uh, I forgot whose page it was. Instagram page. It might have been the muscle f- professor. It was no. It was the hypertrophy coach. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, because he's very he's, very smart. He was the first person I'd ever seen do that on social media. I was like, I think I even commented on his page. Like fucking solid tip, bro. Yeah. I've never seen because you don't see people do do that. Too no, often. no. And it, and we are splitting hairs by getting into the point where we would tell someone to internally rotate like that. I think that's. Uh, you know, getting a little crazy. It's it's not. It's make, a small tip. It it's is one of those. Yeah, like I, I definitely said, think that what we both talked about the foam. It's roll, not an important enough exercise to get that crazy. Exactly. The laying on the foam roll, though, because people have a really hard time with opening their scapula up. I th- I find that you know, and obviously if yes. you did it too, I I mean that's a that's a money move to, to help somebody out with opening up their scapula and and laying on there. I love to do mm. that. Love now, to do here's that. something else with your chest. If you're doing three exercises in your workout. Uh, all in one workout or let's say you work out your chest multiple times a week and so you have more exercises to pick from um, the chest responds very very well to this combination of uh, exercises and the, the uh, for this for, you know saying that the, there's a lot of body parts that, that respond well to this and uh, let me be, go into a little more detail you want to pick your mid-range heavy movements you also want to have a movement that puts a lot of load in the stretch position 
and then you might you might want to try a movement that has a lot of load in the contracted position. So for the for the chest, here would be your examples. If I'm doing three exercises, I do my bench press, which is my mid-range motion movement. I'm not getting a big stretch in my chest. I'm not getting a big squeeze in my chest, but I'm lifting a lot of weight. The stretch movement would be my fly, my, my free weight fly, and my squeeze movement would be a cable fly where, where a lot of the resistance is in the middle, uh, the, 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 the squeeze part. And the reason why that's important and why that works for so many body parts when you can do it is because muscle fibers or muscles, I should say, they get stronger in relatively specific ways. And so if I'm doing an exercise where most of the load is in the stretch, then lots of my strength adaptation is going to be in the stretch. If I do lots of exercises where lots of the resistance is in the squeeze, then a lot of my strength adaptation is going to be in the squeeze. And then mid-range is, you know, same thing. So it's important to have those three different things, uh, elements into your workout, and you'll find you're going to get better development. Well, there's also an importance to the order of that, too. Oh, yeah. Always so, do the big movements I just first. had this conversation with yeah. my brother-in-law. Or not always, but most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's not all, but, the, uh, so I just, I worked out with my brother-in-law for the first time um, on Sunday, and he was kind of asking me a few questions, and, and he was sharing with me, like, we, we were doing some chest stuff, and he was like, oh, I normally do these this machine and that machine, this machine like this, and, you know, sometimes I go into this, I said, and he actually was intentionally starting on the machine, and it's just because most people feel comfortable to warm up like using machine, I said, no, dude, you want to, your compound, your barbell, go do your barbell or dumbbell movements first. Get That's your biggest bang for the buck. If you're going to do any machine cable, cable work or light dumbbell fly work, save that for when you've already exerted all your energy out on the big movement that's going to give you the big, biggest bang for your buck. Otherwise, you burn out all your secondary muscles or you burn out a little bit of the chest and then you go to a, a compound movement and you're 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 gassed. You're you're not going to have enough oomph in there to actually move some heavy weight and, and get maximal growth from it. Now, there's not to say that there isn't something to be said to yeah the pre-exhausting you know yeah, muscle pre, with an isolation pre-exhausting that out or changing that up. But you know for the, for the most part, you know your ideal your ideal way to start a chest workout if you were a, if your body part split or even if you're you know, full full, body. Yeah, full body is to start off with the big combo. Yeah, and I'll first. say in, in those there are exceptions. Um, supersets uh, is one exception. When I when I do uh, exception when I do uh, supersets, I love to do pre exhaust supersets mm -hmm. because number one, the reason why I'm doing a superset is I'm trying to get more blood into the muscle. Um, I, I'm not going to go he super heavy anyway because it's a superset. Um, so I'm not going to be as strong I'm going from one exercise to another. So this is the point that I like to do uh, these isolation movements first. And what it does is it pre-exhausts the muscle. So example in, with chest again, this would be an incline fly um, straight to a, a bench press or straight to an incline press or a fly to a press of some massive sort. Massive pump. You get a massive pump. So you've pre-exhausted the chest. Then you go, now you're incorporating a lot of chest, uh, a lot of shoulders and triceps. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be nearly as strong. So if you do this, make sure your bench press is ready with a lot less weight. And you're going to get a silly, silly pump. And don't gas out on the fly. If you use this tip that he just said, you know, don't gas out on the fly. You're not trying to like max out on your fly and go as high, heavy as you can. You're just trying to pump blood in there, like he's saying, really activate the chest, get it pumped up, then go hop on that compound movement. Oh, yeah, you could yeah. do this with so many muscles, quads, lats, you know, chest, uh, shoulders. Yeah, and, no, that's know, a money technique. maker though for sure. I actually love to do the the foam roll fly. So oh. I'll bring because you can bring the foam roller. See I'll, now you use it much differently than me. So you're you're using the the fly to really activate the muscle, then to go to the heavy bench press. 
I go fatigued to both of them. I go heavy. I'll aim for eight reps on the fly, and then I'll aim for four or five reps with the bench press. Mm. But what you're talking about um, sounds interesting. I want to try that. Well, well it, try it. You'll like it. Yeah. It makes me think of, too, like using plyometrics. Like we were talking oh. about with the squat, you know, where we used to do like squat jump, and then we go do the squat. Yes. So we do the same thing. I would do that with like a, a, a clapping push up, and then go, you know, I've go done straight that. to the bench. Yeah. That's called uh, post activation uh, potentiation. Thank you. Um, yeah. So what you do, uh, and what what Justin's talking about, you would do some explosive push-ups off the floor where you're jumping off the floor, and then you go to bench press. Now, in that case, you definitely don't, you don't want to fatigue. fatigue yeah. Not at all. No, no, no. All you want to do is like a few reps to explode and mm-hmm. then go to the bench press. But man, actually, you get a great response, though. Boom. Super good response. They actually yeah. recommend only like one to three. You're not trying to yeah, do yeah, yeah, many yeah. at all. Just it is like literally just to get that central lightning. nervous system. It's just fire. boom, and then go. You yeah. need your lightning. Yeah, yeah and that, that's a that's a great uh, great tip there. Um, so for chest again, um, you know, pull the shoulder blades down and back, aim for a full range of motion. Um, here's the thing with uh, flies that I see a lot of times too with people where they make mistakes, and and flies are hard to teach. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm training clients, I rarely ever have them fly, mostly because my clients only come to see me, you know, one or two days a week. Nothing. I don't have a, a lot of hardcore clients, but when I do the fly, people tend to screw up, and this is where I see a lot of the the, uh, the people the, the screw ups is when they come down at the bottom of the fly, they externally rotate their humerus, you know, where the hand comes out wider than uh, on, over the, the, the elbow. Mm-hmm. That's asking for trouble, too. Yeah. You want your elbow and your, and your hand line to line up, up yeah. with your shoulder. Or else it's just stress oh, right oh on the elbow. Yeah, you don't want that outward twist that you see a lot of times. Is it going to be hard for you to, uh, like, mention that you don't have clients? I know. Huh? <laughs> I was just Fuck. thinking, yeah, my clients are, yeah. You know, though, you I almost think, don't have clients. Well, I kind of don't, and I still talk like I do. You know, I mean, right, I do, right, right, but right. I mean, you still. I mean, we've had so many that it's, right? it's part of our, it's ingrained in us. And I think and that, I know it always will be, but yeah, yeah, it'll be on a bigger level now. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree for sure. You know, what do you guys, what are your, what's your take on the decline bench? What do you think? I would, I, mm. here's the thing. Uh, it's fine. It's a, it's a, you know, I don't. I've, I don't never done a lot of them because I never liked the way it felt. And then since my AC joint uh, surgery, I definitely have an issue with it because it's like pressing right on my AC joint. I would uh, say dips are superior though. If you want to press in that kind of plane, mm. I think I would have. I would rather yeah, have someone like do dips, you know, than than a decline. Weighted press. dips, yeah. I love and I love really pressing myself to get as as much range of motion as possible. It makes people uncomfortable, you know, sometimes when I go that low, but. You know, it's all about your capacity. I love, I love dips. I've never loved a decline press. I don't know. Have you ever? Uh, you know, when I was younger, I don't I, even do them anymore. I so. don't. I haven't done. I haven't laid on a decline bench in probably five, five, six years plus. Um, I just, I've never, I never felt the the added benefits to it uh, when in comparison to doing a flat and incline or adding a. You know, a dip like you said in there. I feel like it just it's it's a it's a shortened range of motion. Yes, it's less of a range of motion than even a bench press. Um, it's you're hanging upside down. It's the opposite angle that I want you to be at for retraction and yeah, depression. You're hanging upside down. You're pressing away. That alone feels kind of interesting, especially if you're trying to build tension by tensing everything. Now your head wants to explode. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to fucking cheat and add shit tons of weight. That's on. why I think most people do it is because it's like you can. Most people can decline yeah, bench press more. It than is can, easier yeah. than flat, and that's why I did yeah. it as a kid. As a kid, I could put more yeah. weight on, Whee. and I want yeah, I wanted yeah. to be able to say. Yeah. And it's a short range of motion. Like if you're gonna press in that plane, kind of downward, a dip. I mean, a dip like the range of motion destroys a decline. Yeah, it's a much greater range of motion. In the shoulders, kind of like the leg press versus a squat. Huh? 
I would. That's I would, a good analogy. That's a good analogy. It is a good analogy because yeah. it. I, I, well, I mean, not. I mean, I actually think the leg press is a little more superior. Yeah. I think the leg press oh, is even. Really? Yeah, it's. He uh-huh. it, it maybe more like. Uh, yeah, there's use for that if you're doing like single leg and you're rehab. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I had man for a long time. I lived off of uh, leg press and lunges. You know, like yeah. that was that was a staple for me. What was, about what about dumbbell presses versus the bar? You know, I I love mm. dumbbell press. In fact, what I do this I think is it's kinda, good to vary it up. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of my thing. Like I'll I when I'm following our maps, I'll be running like a lot of barbell stuff. And if I notice that the you know the last few times that I've gotten in and I've done chest, it's been three four times straight where I've grabbed barbells to, to I go dumbbells that workout. Mm. You know, and it, sometimes it's going it, to expose a lot of your your stable stabilization in your shoulders. Yes, like, you mm-hmm. know maybe something needs to be <laughs> worked on and cleaned up a bit. You know, so you know it, it's tough. I mean, it's it's a totally different monster. Yeah, I'm I'm so much stronger with a barbell than I am with dumbbells. Yeah, and that's because I I know why. It's because I'm I do a really fun Fucking good job of applying tense, you know, tension to a bar, and not necessarily to dumbbells. Well, well, and the body's really smart, right? If you have any sort of like small, intricate little, you know, weakness with within your mechanics, like if you have both together, it's going to just naturally uh, uh, take that force and, and apply it where it's necessary, where it's going to help you the most. Versus, I have two weights that are the same weight that you know I'm relying on, you know, each arm movement to have their own independent movement it's going to expose all that so when i do dumbbells now because i do a lot more dumbbell presses now back in the day i would just do barbells but um i like to utilize dumbbells for things that i can't do with the barbell and what i mean by that is if i'm doing a press i will exaggerate the range of motion because you know a bar gets oh, yeah. you know when you're doing your bench press your incline you can only go down as far as the bar will let you eventually hit your chest mm-hmm. but with dumbbells you can go down real far, That's and true. sometimes what I do is I even, you know, my hands are pronated as I'm going down, and I'll rotate my hands so that they're neutral, so up. I can come way the fuck uh-huh. down and then press up. The other thing I like to do with dumbbells is I will either, A, bring them both down and hold one real tense and press the other one and alternate, mm. so I'm, I'm working on that bottom tension or I'll do the same thing at the top. I'll hold them both at the top, lower one at a time. See, I'll do I'll do kind of like when we were talking about flies too. Like if I sometimes I'll go a little bit heavier on the flies, but my uh, you know I'm going to be bending my arms significantly more. more. Yeah, yeah, that's how I like to do flies yeah. when I do mine. So so I I love dumbbells, and I make sure that like I just said, I'll always incorporate if I catch myself, and I I've noticed a huge difference in in stabilization of my form if i'm doing good work on my my dumbbells i see the the carryover and even the the barbell bench press which is not normal right normally we talk about you know your barbell movements have all the carryovers and the other movements i actually see really good carryover when i start increasing weight from the 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 dumbbells to going back to the barbell Mm -hmm. because having to stabilize and do all that then you get a hold of a bar you haven't had a hold of a bar for a month and it's like oh this is nice Mm -hmm. this is easy no there's definite definite um uh, advantages to both and if you're pressing regularly hopefully you're if you're listening to the show you do some kind of a full body split or a full body routine um you'll have an opportunity to do a lot of frequency and you should do a barbell press one day and a dumbbell press another day well let's address two um a lot of talk about you know working the inner chest the bottom of my chest the wide part of my chest the top of your chest there's yeah you can't you so if you look at and we've talked about this before again if you look at muscle uh or you know how muscles attach there's usually two attachments um you can't work the muscle from one from one attachment to the middle of the muscle 
where there is no attachment. If it's pulling from one end, it's pulling from right. both. Yeah. Um, and I know I've heard arguments. You know, I got we got into that little feud with uh, what's his name, um, where he said you could work the lower biceps. The body. But because uh, he's saying muscle fibers weave into the muscle here, and others attach. It's like, look, it still needs a fucking anchor yeah. to the other attachment. So you're working the whole whole muscle. However, a, when you look when you break it up within the attachments, then you can work more you know parts of one muscle more or or less than the others and so when you look at the chest you look at the sternum which is the middle of the chest that's all attachments for the chest it's yeah. like all the way down the sternum and then it all comes together into kind of one attachment at the arms that's why it kind of fans over um in that because of that the way the muscle is shaped you can work more of your upper chest and more of your lower chest if you change the angle of lift and we all know incline presses work you know more upper chest and you know a decline will work more lower chest but one press that uh, very complicated, very technical, but if you learn it, it's fantastic, is the reverse grip bench press. And the reverse grip bench press works the upper chest quite a bit. And that's because of the angle of pull when you're pushing up. Even though you're on a flat bench, you're still pressing it as if you were pressing with an incline because of the way the bar travels. So uh, also where you place your elbows, I guess, would be able to. I also, but I think it's important to note this because this is what I see a lot is um, it's so far down the list as far as priorities of like trying to focus on parts of the the chest like oh today mm-hmm. like i see i'll see like bodybuilder guys do this right you know like i'm we're working the inner chest today you know or i'm yeah. working on the the no. up lower part of the chest even if they're doing things that actually make sense like lower upper right let's say they're doing yeah. all upper stuff you know and but then they're like they're doing like a sideways hammer strength machine you know, and they're pressing at this angle to, and they, then they go to the next, you know, fly, and they're doing like an, an alternate cable fly that up, upper incline, like, and they're doing all these like weak ass movements to focus on a small part of area. What people don't realize is that's like that's little. You gave the analogy about like digging a hole with a with a spoon when you'd rather just have a big fucking shovel. It's yeah. like what you're doing right now. What they're what they're doing with those small movements is they're trying to add volume, and because they're doing body part splits. Uh, they're fatigued to fuck. They can't really get any effectiveness yeah. doing anything else. So they're just filling time with these. They're not worthless exercises, but the way that they're using them is pretty worthless. You know what those exercises are good for? Like I said, adding volume and adding frequency, which is why if you look at some of our programs like like mm, Maps Black, Maps Aesthetic. Like a good focus that's, that's a focus session exercise because you did your you did and you, your, your big movements. You expended your energy on your big movements. You worked your chest heavy. Now you're just reinforcing the, the signal. Now you're reinforcing the signal and you're and you're adding volume and you're you're already kind of beat up and so you can't do these heavy movements. That's the time that you use those exercises. Exactly. That's the time. So listen, if you like Mind Pump, Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. No, you do. And uh, if we if we like it and it's one of the best ones, we'll pick it and you'll win a free t-shirt. Also, go to mindpumpmedia.com. Check out all of our programs. You heard me talk about Maps Aesthetic briefly. It's available there at mindpumpmedia.com. And look for us on Instagram at mindpumpradio. I'm at mindpumpsal. Justin is at mindpumpjustin. And Adam is at mindpumpadam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. 
With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.